Good morning. My name is Austin Habish, the founder of Think Catholic, and welcome to the Catholic Daily, as we reflect on the day's readings from the Catholic Mass. Today is June 14th, Wednesday, of the 10th week in Ordinary Time, and today we begin with the first reading. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. And such confidence we have through Christ towards God, not that we are sufficient to think anything of ourselves as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also has made us fit ministers of the New Testament, not in the letter, but in the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now, if the ministration of death, engraven with letters upon stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which is made void, how shall not the ministry of the Spirit be rather in glory. For the ministry of condemnation be glory, much more the ministry of justice abound unto glory. For even that which was glorious in this part was not glorified by reason of that glory that excels it. For if that which is done away was glorious, how much more that which remains is glorious. And a reading from the gospel according to Matthew. Do not think I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I have come not to destroy, but to fulfill. For amen, I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one iota shall not pass away of the law till all has been fulfilled. He therefore that shall break one of the least commandments and shall teach men to do so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But he that shall do and teach he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. One can fulfill the law in two ways, according to St. Augustine and his work against Faustus the Manichaean, in one way by accomplishing the law and another way by fulfilling that which the law foreshadowed to come. And Jesus does both. Just as the law, as summarized by the scribes last week, commanded love of God and neighbor, so Jesus loves both unto death. And just as the sacrifices of the old law, the ceremonial washing, circumcision, the Passover feast were all, as it says in Colossians 2.17, a shadow of things to come. So too in the new covenant, Jesus fulfills these shadows and the sacrifice on the cross and baptism and the celebration of the Eucharist. But the law had another purpose of which will be our focus today since it's at the heart of our first reading, which says the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The letter killed, according to St. Augustine in his work titled on the spirit and letter, not only by not bestowing salvation, which comes through faith and the expectant Messiah for them, but also by commanding that which was unable to be accomplished apart from grace. In essence, it produced an incredible humility, especially since, according to Maimonides, the famous Jewish philosopher, the Hebrew scriptures contain 613 distinct laws to be observed. Well, even the Ten Commandments would have been sufficient for man to recognize his inability, his brokenness, and his need of a Savior, as St. Peter says in the book of Acts, chapter 15. Why do you tempt God by putting a yoke upon the necks of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? Besides humbling man, the law also instructed him, as St. Paul says, had it not been for the law, I would not have known sin, for I would not have known covetousness if the law did not say thou shalt not 
covet. Now, covetous is wrong merely according to reason, but without the law, it could have gone unnoticed and man less aware of that evil dwelling within him. In such ways, the law effectively brought to the Jews attention, their own brokenness, their need of a savior, and therefore prepared them for the coming of a savior without which such humble recognition, as St. Paul says today, without our knowledge of our insufficiency apart from God, man would have been in danger of falling into a perdicious self-righteousness to which Jesus speaks to and saying, they that are healthy have no need for a physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners, which is what I encountered yesterday in the neighborhood. I was speaking to a fallen away Catholic about the necessity to go to confession. If one is broken, one of the 10 commandments, according to Matthew 19 and first John five sixteen, And she responded by saying, that she doesn't miss a week at her Protestant service, that she plays the piano there, that she even teaches the Bible there. In essence, she was telling me that she didn't need forgiveness, particularly that which comes through the sacrament. Yet again, Jesus did not come for those who consider themselves righteous, but for the sinner. As he says, and as I related to her, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners, and how can God save one who has no need of a Savior? As C.S. Lewis put it poetically, Christ takes it for granted that men are bad until we really feel this assumption of his to be true, that we are part of the world he came to save. We are not part of the audience to whom his words are addressed. We lack the first condition for understanding what he is talking about. So today, let us resolve to frequent the sacrament of confession given in John chapter 20, verse 23, because we are sinners in constant need of repentance and forgiveness. And let us thank God that through the humility we acquire by trying to fulfill the law, accomplish the Ten Commandments through the self-knowledge which comes through that endeavor and through the confession of our sins, we can be healed. Thank you for listening. I will be praying for you. And please pray for me. And God bless.